guys, and welcome to Mindfully, an interactive podcast that gives listeners the time and mental space to pause, heal, dream, and conquer our inner worlds in response to guided prompts, questions, and imagery. There's no one way to be. My goal is to create a safe place free of judgment so that you can be present with all that you are today and right now. I'm your host, Evie, a nurse, wife, mama, and pretty decent human being trying to take on the mundane and the monumental happenings in life mindfully. here and I'm so excited because it's my first time having someone else on the podcast. I'm your first guest? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. (laughs) Pressure's on. (laughs) And um, she's so uh, gracious in coming in today to share about some really deep and hard things. Um, I personally haven't been through Uh, miscarriage and and loss before and I just can't imagine what people go through and what she has gone through and so I asked her to come in to share part of her story and her journey. Um, I know this is very vulnerable for you um, and I just want to say thank you. I know like women who have gone through this or will go through it um, will feel seen, will feel um, a little bit more of an understanding of how to process things mm-hmm. but also I think it will be helpful for me and other people who have friends that have gone through miscarriage um, to how to how to like walk with them and and be a good friend and and not to dismiss it or try to not talk about it but mm-hmm. be present and and cry when we we need to and just celebrate those times that um, there is hope coming back. So thank you so much for coming in. You're so welcome. I'm so honored. (laughs) So um, yeah, Liz, uh, I would like to ask you first um, just to take us on your story and your journey. Um, Looking back now at the Liz who just found out she, she just miscarried, what would you say to her and what would you do to her? So do you want some context leading yes. up to that? Okay. So for my husband and I, in 2015, we found out that we were, oh, I'm sorry, 2013, we found out that we were pregnant with our first and we were super excited. Um, we actually, around five and a half weeks, went into a clinic where they were able to show us the heartbeat of our baby. And so we were so excited and uh, because we'd already kind of celebrated um, in our hearts and with each other, there was just that energy there. And then a few weeks later, we went to our first official doctor's appointment. And in that appointment, uh, the doctor measured the baby on the screen and she ultimately told us that there was no heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And so having seen the baby's heartbeat already and then not seeing a heartbeat this round, we were like, whoa, like it was just like a punch to the gut. And, um, you know, in the medical industry, like people see it all the time. You know, she shared a statistic like around 30% of babies uh, miscarry, all, all of that information, which you don't want to hear. You know, when you go th- through loss, you don't want to hear a statistic. And so she left the room and um, 
we just had a moment to ourselves and we were kind of just in shock. And basically what happened for us in our instance was that we had a missed miscarriage. So my body thought that I was still pregnant and I still had all my pregnancy symptoms, but the baby had stopped growing about a week and a half before our appointment. And so my body hadn't caught up to that reality yet. So I had physically not miscarried yet. Um, and the doctor basically told us that that would happen um, potentially naturally in the next two and a half weeks. Mm. Um, so that was also another consideration was that we were just told that we had lost our baby, but we had to wait another two and a half weeks for the actual miscarriage to happen. So um, it was quite a mental uh, burden, just wondering when it would happen mm. and all of that. But if I could go back um, to that time and tell me at that point, um, I think the first thing that I would tell myself is it is okay to feel whatever it is that you want to feel. Mm. Um, if you want to be sad, be sad. If you want to be angry, be angry. If you want to feel um, joyful for that person that's walking down the street towards you with the pregnant belly, celebrate with them um but in the midst of that celebration if you want to still feel oh I wish that was me it's okay to be in that place and let yourself feel that and let those waves of feelings come and happen and then walk through it and because it was very foreign for me we had never been through it before so I didn't know what emotions to expect mm. um I'm a firm believer in no matter what happens to you, uh, I, for me in my personal life, like God will take the, the worst of all the worst stuff and he will redeem it and there will be so much life that comes out of it. So even in the midst of that loss, I knew that. I just didn't know what that would look like, you know? So it's like there was still a glimmer of hope um, in that. But yeah, I would definitely go back and tell myself, you, can, you have permission to feel whatever you want to feel yeah yeah so what were some of those feelings um gosh at first at first it was just shock um there was there is definitely anger um one of the really strange things that happened during that time was I had actually met somebody who found out that uh, she was pregnant at the same time as I was and so we met, we met based off of that, that um, common joy. You yeah. know, we were like, oh, we're both pregnant. Like, we're going we're gonna to go through this together. And then so when, I, when we miscarried and I kept on seeing her on a weekly basis, that was really hard. Um, to be totally frank, like, I didn't want to see her because she was a constant. Her growing belly was a reminder to me that mine wasn't going mm. to. And so, ugh, yeah. I feel like I'm about to sweat from my armpits and <laughs> cry from my eyes. <laughs> but it was really hard to see that progress for her, knowing that we had experienced our own personal loss, but also wanting to bless that baby. Mm. Um, I was very aware of that tension. I was, I was upset. I was in some ways, I guess, jealous. Mm. And I was in other ways so happy for her and so happy for the life that was growing in her. And 
again, looking back, I don't think it ha I know it doesn't have to be feeling one way or the other. Like you don't have to shame yourself for feeling any of the negative feelings. Um, and you don't have to force yourself to feel any of the good feelings. I think there's so much to the healing process when you're just being transparent and honest with your feelings. Um, and I think one of the things too to note in this process is if you have your partner, your spouse, whatever, for me it was my husband Dave, I do believe in a lot of ways that it is more challenging for the mom. I mean, it involves your physical body, it involves your spirit and your emotions and your mind. And for them, a lot of times, even though there's shared joy in this coming life, um, dads truly become dads when they hold that baby and when they develop relationship with this baby in the flesh. Um, and Dave had made, you know, some connection with seeing the heartbeat and being with me at the doctor's appointments even after we lost the baby and things like that. But um, I think it's okay to acknowledge that what you will go through as the mom will definitely look different than what, um, yeah, your, your husband or your spouse, whatever, is going to feel because the experiences of loss are very different. Mm. Um, and it's nothing to fault anyone for. It's, it's a shared experience, but you're going to have very... Um, differing feelings what would you say did you have like friends around you during that time and did you find that it was helpful sharing with them like mm -hmm. what you're processing or is it something more internal like what would you say for other people who want to you know share in mm -hmm. this burden with you or just walk with you How, what's the best way I it's good to revisit this because I had the opportunity to write about this a couple of years back. And it's it was basically a, a little blip on how you can walk with people um, who've been through a miscarriage. And given this is through my lens and my experience, and I know that what I share might not be true for everybody, um, but a few things that stand out to me are, it's okay to sit in silence. Like if you have those types of friends where you can just sit in silence and be, and they give you permission to feel what you need to feel, sometimes the silence is the best gift that you can give them. Sometimes a genuine, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, and then a hug is all you can give, but that's more powerful than trying to find all like the Hallmark card quotes and Bible verses and those things all have their place but when you're feeling so many raw feelings those things feel like really cheap band-aids mm. and no one needs a cheap band-aid yeah um, when they're going through that they need they need the space to be um, I had some friends who had navigated loss like that before me and those people felt extra safe obviously um, and I also had people who had experienced that loss who gave me and you know they they meant well um but they did give me the hallmark stuff and thankfully I could see their heart and their intention and so I was grateful but there were certain things that they told me that did irk me you know like you're just like oh gosh that just feels kind of forced but I know you're like everything has a reason yeah yeah like you know everything happens for a reason and you know 
I mean, this one kills me, but like God gives and he takes away. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, shut like, up. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms. But anyways, yeah. like, um, yeah, and it's okay to give people space. It's okay. Oh, this is huge too. It's okay to be in that friend's presence who's experienced loss and say, I don't know what to say. We don't expect you to know what to say. I mean, for crying out loud, I didn't even know what I was supposed to feel. You know, so there's no script. There's no script for the person who experienced the loss and there's no script for the person who's sitting next to the person who did lose a life, you know? So I think there's a lot of grace there. I think it's just being genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also ask, you know, like, hey, is there anything practical that I can help you with? Like, would you guys be blessed by having meals dropped off? Like, do you need me to, if you have another child, like, do you need me to take your... Um, your kiddo for a few hours so you can get some alone time to process your feelings Um, asking is better than assuming you know especially if you have the relationship to do so yeah so a lot of women who go through a miscarriage or loss um, sometimes they don't feel like they can share and they more so keep it to themselves Mm -hmm. do you think that you had a you know, conquer a wall to go share your story or to talk to someone about it? Or was Um, it very natural? I think I was somewhere in the middle. Uh, It sounds kind of weird, but I felt like, well, no, I guess it's not weird. Like kind of rewinding back to what I was saying before, like when, when I go through hard challenges in my life, I, I trust and believe that those things God will redeem. Um, and I do also believe that whatever I go through in my life is not just for me, but it can also be something life-giving for people around me. So I think that there was that fire in me to, to speak out about it because I'm like, there's no, I know for a fact that I'm not the only one going through this. There are so many other women who've gone through this and it still seemed like at that time in 2013 um, that there weren't a ton of people talking about it. And so I found myself being able to share pretty freely. Um, and in doing so, I I got so many responses that were like, oh my gosh, like I went through that before. Thank you so much. Like I didn't feel like I could. Um, in some ways at that time, it still felt kind of taboo to talk about a miscarriage. I think that there's this false notion that, oh, there's something wrong with me. Um, We miscarried because A, B, and C. Like, and it would become this shameful thing versus just grieving a loss. Mm. Like we were making it our fault. Um, And when you make it your fault, you wanna hide in that shame and in that cloak of like, well, no one needs to know. Um, But when you can just call it for what it is, like, yes, you lost something that you were looking forward to um, and you talk about it, you give yourself space to grieve. And I think not only did I want it to potentially impact other people or like for me to be able to come along people and be encouraged and for them to be encouraged, um, I knew that sharing would be a part of my healing process. Yeah, yeah, so when around when did you like write? I'm assuming you wrote something. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start sharing that like to 
the public or? Um, I think the first thing that I shared, apart from just telling friends and family like over the phone and stuff, um, I think it was, gosh, I don't know, maybe like a month or so after the fact, I'm, I think I shared something on Instagram. Okay. Um, just because, you know, people were asking and we, some people had already known that we were pregnant and some didn't. And so um, I was trying to navigate that and see how public we wanted to be with it. Um, but as far as like writing about or writing that article that I mentioned earlier, that was, gosh, well, well after it happened. I had had time to think about everything, but we talked about it with friends and people pretty soon after it happened. Okay. Yeah. So when did you sense sadness hung around less and hope started to fill you up again? Mm-hmm. This is an interesting answer for me or question because I feel like there are different um what would be called different waves of me being okay Mm. um like when it first happened there'd be days where like I felt super numb and other days where I felt super sad other days where I'm like oh like I actually feel more light in my heart um but as far as like that heavy weight coming off of me um I did the math earlier today and it kind of blew me away because it felt very redemptive actually I started feeling lighter and more full of hope by like month nine or ten-ish so basically like a full cycle of carrying a baby that's crazy after that full cycle again is when I felt light um and hopeful and that was that had a bunch of different flavors I mean the first mother's day that I went through without that baby was rough it was a marker um baby well so just so it's easier for the sake of the podcast we named her hope um and so hope's actual due date would have been a day after my birthday and so leading up to my birthday it's kind of challenging um yeah because it's a reminder of loss right like one day I'm celebrating my life and then the next day I'm like oh that's right like Mm. um that's when all of this happened and so but yeah after about nine or ten months and there were different things that happened that I felt like helped heal my heart Um, it was a mix of talking to people praying journaling writing Um, and I think this story is worth sharing because I think it brings it full circle but I was at work one day and um, I was on my lunch break and um, I think I was just having a funk And I was kind of praying and I was like, all right, Lord, like, I'm kind of over being so sad about this loss. And it wasn't an audible voice by any means, but it was a voice that resonated in my spirit pretty loudly. And um, basically it was me feeling like he was telling me to reach out to that friend who found out that she was pregnant at the same time as me and to offer to take her maternity pictures for her. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I felt like sucker punched um, yeah. when I when I heard that because I was like, whoa, that's that's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's heavy. Like I'm tearing up now just thinking about it, but I was like, oh shoot, okay, well, you do know better than me, so okay, sure, I'll do it. And so I reached out to this friend and I told her that I wanted to do her maternity fi- pictures, and she was just as shocked as I was basically when I told her 
but we found a time to do it. And I think it was so healing for both of us. I think in some ways she felt awkward around me for the same reason I felt awkward around her. Like, you know, my baby's almost full term and healthy and you lost yours. Like, how do we walk through this together? And so to have that time where we were just together, it was just us and her beautiful bump with my camera Dang. and taking these pictures for her to commemorate such a beautiful season. It was, I mean, it's no short of a miracle for me. Like as soon as I was done taking those pictures and I got those pictures to her, my spirit was so light. Dang. It was like I could release it. But that doesn't mean I don't still feel sadness. Honestly, that comes back. It comes back in seasons and in different ways every year. I mean, now I have two healthy kids and each year around Hope's birthday, I like there's a little pang in my heart where I'm like, whoa, there would have been three kids running around and she would have been this age. Um, so the sadness comes and goes. Um, I don't walk around with this heavy weight on me, but I mean, she'll always be with me, you know? So in some form, um, I navigate those feelings every year. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying too. Like you will, you will experience it differently than your spouse. Um, Dave knows that every year leading up to my birthday and Hope's birth date, um, that I kind of go through this funk, um, a dark night of the soul, if you will. And I just kind of need my space. Um, to feel all the feelings, to remember if I need to remember, to whatever that looks like, it can change. And for me to be totally okay with Dave not navigating that, like he doesn't go through that same thing, but he obviously feels for me because he's my husband and he loves me and cares about my feelings, but it's not the same. It doesn't hit him the same way. and doesn't mean he cares any less. It's just a different journey, you know? So that was leading up to my next question is like, is there closure mm -hmm. in a way like, or like you said, it, it, it comes up, you know, every year, yeah. but it looks different. You process it different. Mm -hmm. um, what does that processing look like? Do you, you named her, mm -hmm. um, was, the, was that helpful? Do you get pictures of of yeah. her and imagining her you know if you believe you believe in god so do you picture her in heaven with yeah. god like what are some things that like i don't know gives you peace while mm -hmm. you like process every year yeah i yeah someone told me when or after we had miscarried that she named her the baby that she lost and that really struck a chord with me. I was like, wow, I feel like, and I know, I feel like I should preface this whole podcast by saying, this is me and my experience. And if, if you've navigated this, it might look different or, you know, so I'm just throwing that out there. But naming her gave me the ability to heal and to mend and to acknowledge that this life was there and that it was something that happened in our lives. Like I, in my own personal journey, it felt like if I didn't name her, it was just this weird, awkward thing that we went through. Um, and it didn't give that season, I don't know, I guess enough definition. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like this happened, this yeah. life was here with me. I'm going to name, we're going to name her. Um, and 
mean, part of our journey, I mean, a lot of people were like, how did you know she was a girl? All this kind of stuff. My husband basically had a dream and he saw us sitting on our bed holding a baby girl in this season. And that gave me enough to know that I wanted to name her Hope. Um, and this also ties back in with nothing happens in vain. Does crappy stuff happen? Absolutely. But there is restoration. There is hope. And so to have her be named Hope, I felt like has forever implanted into my heart and into my psyche that hope is real, you know? Like not, not just baby hope in heaven, you know? Uh, and that, that imagery brings me joy is to, to, to know that, um, well, I'm backtracking here. Like now that the kid, my kids are four and two and they're old enough to where they're asking about their sister, mm. you know, like, and that's in strange ways brought stuff up and introduce kind of new, new little pain points in my heart as these discussions come up. Um, but also room to have conversations with the kids as they grow up and share more about this experience with them because it's part of their lives too. You know, they're like, is my sister in heaven? And um, asking all of these things. And I feel like there's this, I don't know if there's ever 100% closure. Like, it's not like you open a cookie jar and then you just shut it and then you're done, you know? Um, it's it's a journey. Like, I don't, it's not something I grieve every day, you know? So in that sense, I'm quote unquote over it. You know, it's not like that first nine or 10 months where it was constantly on my mind. Um, it takes certain triggers or dates um, to get me in that place now, years later. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's a part of my life. So when somebody's a part of your life, they don't just become not a part of your life. Yeah. So in that sense, there's no closure. But in the sense that like there's more and more healing and more and more peace, there's always exponentially more of that. And the fact that somebody that like a life was growing inside of me who I never met has allowed me so much room to share and to encourage and to be with people who have experienced loss like that's her legacy yeah you know like she was never earthside yeah out of my womb but I'm like like that's that's a joy and an honor you know so that if anything that's like maybe it adds to closure is the wrong word it adds to the ooh, what would you call it I guess her legacy she lives on you know like in in this story in this testimony she lives on and she played a very integral role in our lives yeah. and she still does yeah and i mean i know everyone's so different like not everyone names the baby that they lost not everyone um and i think i should touch on this point at one point i felt like i felt almost silly or ashamed almost to still feel so heavy-hearted after x amount of time hmm in some ways, I, and I probably put this on myself, um, but I felt like, oh, I should be over these feelings now. I shouldn't be sad anymore. Like I kept on shooting myself and I, that's should in case anyone was mishearing me. But um, I felt like I had to be over it until I was reminded that I didn't, you know, like yeah. feel again, feel what you need to feel. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you can speak to the mama right now in her room in her bathroom just sitting on the ground 
getting this news and um, what would you say to her right now? Oh, I would say to you, you are completely free to feel whatever it is that you're feeling right now. If you are feeling every emotion let yourself be there if you are numb as all numbness can get stay right there too um i don't need to give you permission but if it helps you at all to hear it you have complete freedom and access to feel those feelings and to let your heart heal and i'm so so sorry um it can yeah it can be so heavy and you can feel so alone when you're going through that because not everyone goes through it but you are not alone and I think when you get on the other side you'll be so surprised as to how many people will come out of the woodworks and how much all of this pain that you're feeling will turn into a gift for somebody else it's good <laughs> Thank you so much, Liz, for sharing and for just opening up your heart um, about loss. And yeah, I just want to echo what she was saying. You are seen. What you're feeling is completely valid and okay. There's not one way you need to be, one way to find the new perspective or the, the positive side to things right now. Your baby was real, is real. And it there's something that happens not only in your body but your heart and your mind so you take as long as you need but I want you to know also that there are women that want to surround you that want to have your back and I remember sitting with Liz one day, it was exactly a year after she lost her baby. And I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was like completely speechless, but I just wanted to sit with her and hug her as she cried, as she felt all her feelings, as she grieved the baby that would have been one I want you to know, friends, that there are women, me and Liz, um, that surround you, that are praying for you, and you take as long as you need to process. And whenever you're ready, we are there to listen, to hug you, to pray for you. And so I just want to just 
bless you in the days ahead, that they will be filled with just vision and clarity of, I don't know, hope and, and just um, the legacy that your baby has already done in, in you and will continue to live through you so I just want to bless you and um, I would love to hear from you if, if this was helpful or if you need people to talk with or um, to hear your story um, we would love to hear back and so message us DM us whatever you need to but um, I love y'all God bless